What's up, what's up, y'all? This is Dave. And this is Devin. And you're listening to the Dave and Dev Podcast. Dave and Dev. Gotta keep it real like Dave and Dev. On my job like Dave and Dev. Tell no lie like Dave and Dev. Some days I wanna stay in bed, but I get ready for the day ahead. I wanna complain, but I pray instead. Then I'm on my way to the Dave and Dev. And it go like, I don't need a crew. Don't play by he say, she say rules. Don't play, no, we can't do. I'd rather have faith while G.O.D. make moves. So please stay cool. All, all I do is speak the truth on things I see they do. I'm a sinner myself. No lie, I need grace too. We lit like EKU. Yeah. Shout out to you. He's lives in Lexington or is from Lexington? He lives in Lexington. From Cincinnati. Hey. He uh he's the dude who did the we put his first song or the first song we featured on our podcast was from him, the security song. And he's then on uh, point. Made that uh made that theme song. We reached out to get a song made and he Made our theme song for the podcast. A shout out to you, Brody. Thank you for that. Uh, that was clutch, it's man. It's stuck in my head sometimes, Dave and Dave. I know, man. It's like when I'm listening to it, I'm like, is this real life? Like, it must be how, like, Mo Bamba feels and, like, Kobe feels. I'm trying to think of all the people that have songs named after them. Uh- <laughs> yeah, just to be just to be mentioned in, in, in the lyric is one thing, but to have a whole song. I know, man. It's fire. Be really out here, bro. I know, man. Like, I mean, maybe we're about to take off. <laughs> we hope so. Uh, just a reminder for everybody that you can uh, get your songs featured on our podcast. They just have to be clean, and it's just snippet. And what, by snippet, we mean 30 to 60 seconds of a yes, song. Yes, sir. Uh, the, uh, make sure they're clean. No no cussing, no, uh, no cursing in there. And that you have to send them to Podcast at gmail.com. And we want you to send them. Like, we have enjoyed the last three podcasts so much. I think I can speak for both of us with being able to coordinate songs to put in there. And not just that, but they're people we, like, either know or, like, we know are local. And so it's just been super fresh and refreshing to be able to support people in that way. And just it's been fun. Like I've enjoyed listening to the snippets of songs and like vibes going and stuff. So sure, support your local podcast. Support your local artist. Hey, we used those hashtags on Twitter last week. Come on now, bro. Tell them, just tell them about the FCC, man. Let's 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 first just off the top talk about FCC, bro. What is that? So FCC is. It has nothing to do with what you watch on TV. FCC is the Fresh Cut Confidence. Woo. And Preach. so just to give you all a heads up of what's going on in my life, <clears throat> as I said earlier in a previous podcast, I am engaged. And uh, shout out to uh, my beautiful fiance. Baylin. 
we will uh, we are taking engagement pictures today, and I'm going to a concert tonight as well. Ooh. You know, you gotta get fresh when you go to these things. And so, uh, you know, first step for a guy before you even pick out your clothes, gotta get that fresh cut. Got to. And so, fresh cut confidence is that is a little bit of swagger you walk with right after you get your hair cut. And fellas, I know you know what I'm talking about. If you don't feel that way after a haircut, then you got to go to a different barber. Like that's just my opinion. If you if you walk by a mirror and you don't step back and look back in the mirror and take a look at your fresh haircut again, you need a different barber, hundred so percent. We last week we talked about. Uh, how Drake and LeBron were talking in this uh, this place, the barbershop, and how how huge of a place that is for men in our society. How, you know, the the special place that the barbershop has has for us. And uh, man, I was thinking about man, we need to talk about the importance of a haircut on the pod. I mean, you're right. And what's so funny is I don't know how it's not been brought up because me and you both love getting our haircut. Yes, yes. Listen, you sit there, whether you go into a barber shop or whether your barber is in the garage or in his house. Yeah, you got a homie. I mean, it don't matter. It's the same, like, it should be the same experience if they're a good barber. The importance of a haircut is huge. Listen to this. You can go in there, like, I mean, just feeling real bummy, all right? And a couple minutes later, your hair, you can get a, just a lineup. And you, you may still have $2 to your name, but you feel like mm. a million bucks. Bro, you have never lied. I mean, literally, the last time I was in the barbershop, like, three weeks ago, I was sitting in there. It's my first time here, but I've heard, like, great things about this cat. I'm sitting in there, man. I bet people walk by me like, who is this sad puppy? You know, I was just sitting there like, man, like, I just, like, my hair was all raunchy. And I was like, dang, like, man, I can't wait to get my hair cut. All these people walking out here with fresh cuts. And I'm like, you know, I like go up to the dude. I'm, I'm like feeling a little shy. And I'm not a shy guy, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, I'm Dave. How are you? And so then he like hooks me up with this cut. And afterwards, I'm like, all right, man, you know, like hit him with some dap. And Bruh. then it's like, thanks, bro. Like you just made me have a little life again, you know? Yeah. If you ever want to go into isolation because your hair, cause your hair looks so bad? Bro, yes, 100%. Like literally every three weeks. Like, <laughs> Cell phone cast away. Like I'll pick my only friend would be Wilson. Like it was so bad. <laughs> I get that fresh cut. I'm on the red carpet everywhere I go. Hey, hey, hey! This is, this is my Grammys. That's right. This is, like, I was, and it's just the best feeling in the world. Like to me, like walking into the house, and my wife will be like, "Babe, your haircut looks awesome," um, and I'll be like, it, "Yeah." Oh. I had a bald dude. That haircut I got. A bald dude asked me where I got my haircut at. I mean, come on, he don't even got no hair. He recognized. So me. you know it's real. Listen, shout out to all the bald dudes out there. Yeah, yeah, they, who can't participate in this? I know, man, for real. Like it, like I genuinely like have a a soft spot for the fact that y'all can't enjoy the FCC. But the gas up is real. When you get the gas up, is so real. You get a fresh haircut and you get gassed up. I mean, that just makes you go a little bit further in the day. Just 
It don't matter what's going on in life that day. You that you got a, at least you got a fresh cut. Exactly, exactly. Let's talk. All right, bro. One second, though. One second. Let's talk about the relationship between the guy and his barber, because that's I'm, an important, an important factor that we that we may be missing here. It has to be the the relationship has to be gravy. Like y'all have to be one hundred on all levels. Like you got to be able to say, "I need this from you." Listen, if if somebody you can't trust anybody to cut your hair. If you walk into a barbershop and that last chair is empty, that dude just sitting down, you know, just say no. No, nah, man, I'm gonna wait for somebody that's got people waiting for him. I oh, mean, yeah. that's just the way it is. I mean, what's the longest you waited to get your hair cut? <laughs> well, if we're talking about Reuben, about an hour, but that's just because oh. he was eating dinner. <laughs> hey, shout out to Reuben. Thanks for cutting my hair all the time in Richmond. I miss you, even though you took forever. But it was amazing. I love you. Uh, I would say probably like, you know, 25, 30 minutes. Like the last time I went into the uh, barbershop, uh, I was like, you know, 25, 30 minutes. That's probably pretty standard, I feel like. Not bad. Not bad at all. The, uh, you mean, you just can't trust anybody. Like I had. No a- way. We were, so, we were struggling so much. He wanted to go into like a chain haircut place. I mean, I'm not going to say names, but you you all know what I'm talking about. <clears throat> Great cuts, super cuts. Come on, man! You just can't go, man. Don't do it. Don't do it to yourself. That's that's my one advice. Is that, listen, find somebody you trust. All right, they got your whole social status in their hands. Bro, they just they have your whole like well being. But if they, For me, they mess up your, your line, and it looked like somebody made your line with the left-handed crayon, <laughs> then you're done. You can't go out in public for another. There's week. no coming back from that for at least two, three weeks until it grows in. You're done. Find that trusted barber. Hashtag trust your barber. That, I mean, I think we should have it trending. <laughs> Man, listen. If you, if you got fresh cut confidence... And you want to? You just want to show it out? Hey, post it on our Facebook. Yeah, hit us up on Twitter, Instagram. I mean, we'll take, we'll retweet the pics, you know. Fresh cut. Hey, don't do I think that I think what we should do is Devon, you should post your fresh cut confidence picture today. Yeah. Which is Tuesday the twenty third. So if you see our fresh cut confidence pictures, you'll know they'll be in preview for this podcast once you hear it. I'll post mine after I get mine cut, like tomorrow or the next day. And we just encourage you to do the same. Hashtag trust your barber. Make it. That's a- all it is. And then uh, how about we do the the hashtag will be hashtag fresh cut confidence. Post hey. your picture and then uh, do the hashtag fresh cut confidence. Let's see that. Let's, let's, let's all gas each other up. Hey, listen, put the gas emoji, make it happen. What you want to talk about? We can talk about our difference in political views. We can keep it real simple with the general news. And we can keep it 100 with the biblical truths. I'm probably doing things that they didn't approve. But I don't live for the likes, bro. I'ma sit right here, let my light glow. And push the hate to the side like a slideshow. Yeah. God keep on blessing me, y'all. They think that I'm stressing for what? I've been just working and they keep on telling me I'm not resting enough. I keep forgetting the flush. After the studio, I still remember the times when no one was helping me, y'all. No one but God, but now I stand tall like Devon Muff. All right, man, so let's switch gears and talk about the Triple Bs. And I know you're going to think I'm talking about 
the Ball Brothers, big baller brand. But no, I'm talking about the Buckeyes, the Bengals, and LeBron. All three of my teams slash guy lost this weekend. The Buckeyes got smoked by Purdue. Didn't even look like it was a game. The Bengals came out the next day, got smoked by the Chiefs. Now, granted, the Chiefs' offense is outstanding. However, the Chiefs' defense is terrible. So there's no excuse that we didn't at least put up 20-plus points and make it somewhat of a game. We, from the second that the, that the kickoff happened and the Chiefs you know, were on offense, we looked terrible the whole game. It was, there was, it was awful. Yeah, I mean, so, so listen. I have no words. He just uh, LeBron just lost his third game in a row. So he's, they start off the season zero and three for that's his first time starting zero and three since two thousand four, and that was that was Cavs year. But I mean, let's talk about who he's faced so far in the season, though. Portland, Houston, and and San Antonio. Bro, the Western Conference is going to be a straight grind for sure because, I mean, these are three of the top five, six teams in the West. Am I right? Well, that's that was – I mean, that was my thing. I mean, we when you go out West, you're not going to play the Brooklyn, New Yorks, Orlandos, Atlantas, you know. You're right. Every night. You're right. But, I mean, and the thing about it, though, I will say this. I mean, this is their third game playing together. All three teams that they've played, aside from the Spurs, have a nucleus that have at least been playing together for a a year. Mm -hmm. The Spurs just got DeRozan, who's been on fire. And they're coached by arguably the greatest coach of all time. Am I right? Okay, so I'm just saying, like, I'm not ready to hit panic mode. I'm just like, come on now. Like, I think it's going to just take some time. And that's okay. Like I'm, I'm cool with that. No, I, I'm. I, I'm just glad that all three games have been ultra competitive, and LeBron did hit a, a long three to take it into overtime last night, which was money. But it's just you know they they just can't finish. They're a young team though. It's LeBron and a bunch of young guys without two starters last night, Rondo and Ingram, which would have been crucial. Rondo, especially in the last, you know, in okay. overtime, just having that experience. Real quick, is um, how many games do you think that the Lakers are going to win this year? I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say they win 49 games. Wow, that's less than what I what I had them at. To be honest with you, really? What do you think they'll win? Uh, anywhere between 53 and 55 games this year. I think that's fair. I think that they finish number like six to eight in the conference. I really do. I mean that puts them in that forty range. Yeah, uh, I don't know. The West is the West is tough, man. When, the West is so tough. I mean, I just saw the Clippers beat Houston a couple nights ago. So, like, and they and Clippers are a bad team. And uh, like, I mean, you got some of the really bad teams out west, like Sacramento and Phoenix. But I don't know. We, we'll see. I mean, the West is a grind almost every night. It really is. Eventually yeah. They'll make their East Coast trip, but yes, yeah, the grind. So you also said uh, something about the Bucks. Uh, I think Nick Bosa leaving hurts more than what I realized at first. I think so too. Especially because um, coming into the season, we say the Buckeyes have the best defensive line 
in the country, right? And Nick Bosa is the biggest part of that. You think about it, he, he's a he's a first round, probably a first top five pick, I would guess. Easily. He's not playing anymore. And the we have well, I mean, not being able to affect quarterbacks, if quarterbacks a long time that the second play defense. So that's really tough. Is for on the defense, but you know what? With the way the college football playoffs are set up, I'm actually okay with them losing now than losing in like November. I agree. I was just about to say that I said I think that a loss before like the seventh, eighth week of the season doesn't hurt you near as bad as a loss after that, because yeah. you want to be hitting a stride going into the playoffs. And you know, I think it's always healthy, especially for a team that. Um, plays in a grinding conference to have a little bit of an earlier loss or a mid-season loss because you figure out what it looks like to lose. And, like, yo, you can't do that again, right? Yeah. But so if my- you stay undefeated, other than Alabama, so that they're the exception to the rule because they don't count because they're, like, the super team of all super teams. My goodness. If Stop you – With the we want Bama. Style. No, no one wants Bama. I mean, literally, is this – I think this is the third time we've brought it up on the podcast since this college football season started. You do not want Bama. Stop saying that. Whoever you are, I don't matter. Okay. And I, I hate it saying the Cleveland Browns do, don't want Bama. <laughs> okay. There, there are teams in the NFL who are terrified of Bama coming into their stadium. For real. There's a little bit of sarcasm in there, but being honest, there's a little bit of truth. I think that there is a little bit of truth. I mean, at I, this point, if you don't have two players from on your team from that went to Alabama, then you're probably you struggling. I was just about to say you probably aren't even an NFL team. It's like the NBA. If you don't got a couple guys from UK or at least one on your team, the struggle. I mean, the struggle's real. If the I mean, Suns did not have Devin Booker, they would be terrible. If the Kings did not have Willie Cauley Stein and De'Aaron Fox, they'd lose like 15 less games a year. Or win like fifteen less games a year, which would make them like a five-one team. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, that that's it's ridiculous. But then you then you said your Bengals, man. Bro, I don't even want to. I literally, I don't even want to talk about it. Like about the third quarter of the game, I was like, I am done sportsing for this weekend. I don't care about anything else. I don't want to watch any ESPN. I went to bed, turned it on HGTV, bro. I'm not. I'm just done. I don't want to. I don't want to even think about it. Deleted my Facebook for like thirty minutes. I just don't even want to play around with the sports this weekend. Right. After that, you know what? Then, I, then I guess we'll move on to our next topic. Let's talk about what happened during the Lakers game on Saturday night. I believe it was. Can yeah. you can you just lay it out like what went down? So, Chris Paul, from the, who plays on the Houston Rockets, and uh, Rajon Rondo. Uh, apparently, they've had a beef for a couple of years now. Yeah, they've been beefing for a minute. It's kind of news to me uh, that that they're beefing, but I, hey, go do what you do, man. And uh, so, Brandon Ingram pushes another player on the Houston Rockets team, and uh, altercation kind of breaks out. 
It's a little scuffle for a little bit. Meanwhile, I guess Chris Paul and uh, Rondo take this opportunity that they're just going to just <laughs> – They're just going to hash out the beef yeah, <laughs> right quick. Hash out their differences real quick. And apparently uh, – I mean, there's a video that that's going around that shows that Rondo spit on Chris Paul's face. Now, first of all, I don't condone spitting on anybody. I think that's – No, sir. That's – disrespectful things you could do to anybody agreed um they, there was a video that came out that that, sh- that showed him spitting i don't know if that was i think it kind of looks fabricated i'll just be honest i like i don't think it's real but i mean rondo's a savage he very easily could have spit on him i don't know yeah and so but anyways chris paul got real he got like real mad he got mad mad and uh so he he started putting his fingers in his face, which is another I don't condone that at all. Yeah, we're, when we talk about the list of like top two disrespectful things, fingers in face, spitting, like they're like one and two right there. Yeah, and then uh, so Rondo hit him with the best two piece combination thing <sighs> since I went through a drive through at a chicken store. I mean, for real, <laughs> he stuck him. Yeah, and Chris Paul got some swings in there too. He did. He did. But there was a it was it was it was, it was a fight, and I mean the NBA kind of looks at fights differently than other sports leagues, which is it's kind of weird because you got LeBron protecting someone who wasn't even on his team, and then you got Ingram who comes in, he you know he just went crazy for a yeah, swinging everywhere. Can we talk about how long Brandon Ingram's arms are, though? Because, like, when he swung, I was like, is that go-go gadget on the court? I to talk. I got a pretty long wingspan myself. You do. But, I mean, this dude's arms are, like, easily four foot long. Yeah. He, they're, they're, they're... Like, he sh- like, he should be able to touch the top of the backboard standing underneath it. The be. dude's arms are so long. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, so he... This this is a thing, so we'll talk about first. We'll talk about how, like, thoughts on the fight, and then I want to go to like there's a there's a difference between like I, I'm a big fan of the old school basketball games that were a lot more like heated. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, Kurt Rambis, I remember him just going nuts and yeah, just. Um, I mean, obviously, this wasn't too old school, but the mouse in the palace was a tragic situation. But oh, for sure, for sure, because it left the court. I remember exactly where I was when the mouse. I remember watching that live too. I had just came back from a school dance in middle school. <laughs> Dang! I thought it was. I thought it was fake. I thought it was fake news. Throwback one time. All right, man. So let's talk about like your experience in sports, like fighting like i know what's happened and oh, i'll talk about mine too play the game long enough everybody's gonna get into some altercation whether it be with your teammate or with somebody else um it's just a it's a competitive nature of sports again do i condone it no i don't i'm gonna put that on the record there i'm not telling you to go out and swing on swinging a mug but I'm, i am saying that, that it does happen it does um, right yeah so what if you so like let's I'll talk about for 
on my on my own teams, if you play with somebody long enough, like if they're on their team long enough, little things will start to annoy you, where you just get to the point where you, just, all right, I'm just gonna I'm gonna fight my teammate today, in practice, and just gonna let it happen. And I mean, they happen, but you know the crazy thing about fighting your own teammate is that you end up. Yeah, you end up be like the best of homies, like the two dudes who end up scrapping it out. It's always weird how that turns out like that, but it really it, does. And I think it's a game changer for your team. Yeah, you you play football, so there's a lot more physical contact in that game. Um, so I, I mean, I'm guessing that you got into a little bit more than what I did. But go ahead and tell us about your experience. I mean, yeah, <laughs> for sure. So I I got in a couple altercations at practice, one when I was in high school and one when I was in college, and then one in a game that was like a big deal where I remember the dude swung at me. And literally, he swung at me, and I had my arm like cocked back to swing at him, and which is stupid because what I was going to do, hit him in the helmet, like it ain't going to hurt him. But I was ready. And the ref stood in between us and ejected him, and I got to stay in the game. So, like, probably one of my favorite moments in sports for myself. Uh, (laughs) That's because this dude got ejected, and I really started the fight, truthfully. Uh, But nonetheless, in in all that, you know, it just – I think that in the competitive nature, it's heated. It's it's what you're saying, you know. It's an annoyance. Somebody's grabbing at you. Like, I remember specifically one – the time that it happened in practice when I was in college – was this dude kept lining up offsides and he was just every time beating me because he's offsides. Like I was playing right tackle and he was lined up in the gap between me and the guard. And he was my responsibility because the guard had the nose tackle because we were blocking down. Well, of course he's going to get past me if his hand is next to my foot, right? Like lined up. And so when he was down in his stance, I kicked his hand down and like, hit him in the helmet with my hand, like with my palm. And so like kind of started a little scuffle, but I was tired of getting beat, but guess what happened the next play? He lined up on sides like normally and we battled and we went and like, it made him better. It made me better because in that moment when he was off sides, he wasn't making either of us better. Right. Like he was, he was off sides. He was cheating. Like you can't, you know what I'm saying? But we're in practice. So there's nobody reffing. And so I couldn't block him. There was no chance. And he wasn't getting blocked, so he didn't know how to get off of a block. So mm-hmm. we had to learn that together. And it's different from a teammate to an opposing player because typically when you fight an opposing player, there's beef, something happened. You're not really trying to make them better. You're trying to revenge or avenge something, right? Yeah. So I think that in the competitive nature of sports, like fights happen, and I think it just shows competitiveness. You also have to be able to say this stays on the court, and after this happens, like, we need to either squash the beef or we need to continue the beef, and it just goes on without the fights. You know what I'm saying? Like, About but college, one fight, fight should stop that. They, you, you always used to come back, and we would always eat or hang out together after practice. Like, everybody would – a whole team would say, so you either – you got to get, get out of your feelings real quick. Exactly, exactly. But it's different when it's an opponent. But, you know, I think for the sake of time, just to sum it all up, like, in our experience, fights are just a part of the competitive nature of sport. And should they be, like, handed, you know, discipline? Of course they should be. Like, you shouldn't fight. But, like, it just happens, okay? So 
what I wanted to talk about really quick was just the differences of perception of fighting in sports. And you alluded to this a little earlier. Yeah. In some sports, fights seem to be really accepted. And in other sports, it's very looked down upon. So can you hash that out really quick? Like and talk about the differences between like the NBA and the NFL versus the major leagues and NHL, for instance. Yeah, it's crazy is that like if a fight happens in the NBA, I mean you're gonna get suspended for a couple games. Whereas if it's something like in hockey, you may be out for a couple minutes. You know, it's a, it's it's just a different perception on how people look at look at the fights. But then I guess the aftermath of the fights is that like after the fights, you get people like NBA players. I saw some comments. These are thugs. These people are reckless, and those kind of names get thrown around. Where people say in in like baseball or hockey, this is exciting, this and it becomes like a top play. Like if hockey gloves are thrown off, it's like a top ten play on Sports Center. It's like, come on, man! Like just like inciting the fight. <laughs> yeah, and no, by no means is, is fighting ever good, but I mean it's. What I want to say, it's the same thing. It's, it don't exactly. Yeah, uh, it's just it's just our perception of sports has to change a little bit, I guess. It does, and you know, um, I hate to be like pulling the giant obvious like race card here, but like you got to look at the diversity of the leagues, and I think you find that like the where it's acceptable is, uh, you know in a majority sport and where it's thuggish and unacceptable is in a minority sport. And people are going to probably call that out, but I mean, it just is what it is. Look at NASCAR. Like I know people celebrate like the, the driver that wants to get in everybody's face. Like you either love them or hate, or hate them. Right. But if that's in, if that's in the NBA, they're, they're a constant thug. You know what I'm saying? Even look at internet. Sports. So, like, I mean, Odell Beckham is one of the most passionate people that we've seen on the sidelines. Yes, and they and they dog him. Yeah, but I've seen Tom Brady do the same. I saw yesterday there in Monday Night Football, um, Austin Hooper got a got a false start, and Matt Ryan, who I've never heard Matt Ryan speak before, then just like <laughs> never. And I guess they like they picked up some of his stuff that he was saying, but he berated him. Yeah. Like so, like when is it okay to to be, I guess, passionate? Apparently, apparently, it's not okay to be passionate if you play in the NBA or the NFL, <laughs> or if you're a minority. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, you know, I agree with you. Like, I feel like it's just it's all about perception, and perception, unfortunately, is reality. You know, I, I think about that all the time, you know, whether you're at work or out with friends, whatever it might be, you know, with your wife, like perception is always reality. You see things and you're like, oh, man, I I perceive this to be that way. So it must be it. And like sometimes those perceptions are wrong, especially when we look at, you know, sports. Yeah, I heard I heard a quote one time that said perception is not reality. Perception is lazy. Get to the facts. I was like, huh. Ooh, okay. Pretty interesting. Super interesting. Yeah. I will say though, I'm glad that this podcast was not a little lighter than our previous ones. We've had some deep discussions. 
sure. But I do enjoy those, and I enjoyed this one too. Uh, lastly, that I wanted to say about fighting between teams, just a really quick nugget and a hot take for the last part of this podcast, is that two weeks ago, Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns were getting bullied and bodied by Jimmy Butler, <laughs> Jimmy Buckets, and he was getting booed and talked about being traded. And then literally a week and a half later, this man gets booed for the whole first half of the game. And in the third quarter, he gets MVP chance. And he's clowning with his teammates, Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns. My goodness. So, I mean, there's probably going to be a 30 for 30 on this. Like, <laughs> what if I told you that one man was hated by his whole city, the whole state of Minnesota hated this man, Jimmy Butler, for like a week and a half? And then in three quarters, they were chanting MVP and he was hugging his teammates. That's my hot take, man. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, man. On that note. uh, (laughs) Yep. Listen, what a great podcast. Appreciate you, Devon. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Hit us up on social media. Tag your barber. Show us a picture of your fresh cut. Hashtag fresh cut confidence. Hashtag trust your barber. We love y'all. Peace. Peace.